what I want to do tonight is I want to explore this question together. So if you have your device, who's got a device here? Yeah, lots of you. If you've got your device, get the Bible app out. I'm going to ask different people. You need, if you, if you put your hand up, what you're saying to me is I'm willing to read out a scripture in front of everybody else. So take that's your caution but I want you to be participating and to be digging into the scriptures while we explore this question I like the uh, intro there um, the light bulbs and hopefully some light bulbs go on tonight but it, there was one prompt that said what does the Bible say about and I think that's really important when we're delving into these questions that it's not about opinion it's not about what I think or about y what you think it's about what God's word says and and we I just want to delve into that tonight what does God's word say about this topic does that sound all right all right so if you think about the question it's actually it's good to think about it in terms of two other questions so can I be a Christian and not go to church? One of the questions I would like to ask is, well, what is a Christian? Okay, so we're going to just delve into that a little bit. It's quite, a, it's quite an in-depth uh, conversation, but I'm going to sort of pull a few scriptures together and come up with what I believe a Christian is. So I'm going to go through Genesis 1, 26 and 27. Can I have someone look up Romans 3 verse 23 for me? And then also someone else can look up John 3, guess what it is? No? no? 16 and 17. Both of those, all right? I am using the message as well, so um, that's my Bible of choice tonight. Royce is brought to you by the message, and uh, I don't know why, just, it's just the version that I'm into at the moment. So I'll start. Genesis 1, 26 to 27 says this God spoke let us make human beings hands up if you're a human being here tonight hopefully that's most of us in our image make them reflecting our nature so they can be responsible for fish in the sea the birds in the air the cattle and yes earth itself and every animal that moves on the face of the earth so you see there's a few key themes there God made us in his image who thinks God's all right? What do you reckon? Is God pretty good? So God made us in his image. In other words, God made us pretty all right as well. God made us inherently valuable. He made us so that we were good. He looked down after he created the earth. He looked down and he saw that it was good. We were made to be good. Sometimes we can feel like we're not very good, right? Who's ever felt like that? You don't put your hand up. Don't want to see but sometimes we feel like we're not valuable and we're no good and we're insecure and we stuff up a lot and we do this and that. But the scripture says there that God made us in his image. He made us good. He made us valuable. And then we see that sin entered the world. So we're going to look at Romans 3.23. Who's got that scripture for me? Grace. We'll start with grace here. And uh, when you do use the mic, hold it nice and close. Is that close enough? Okay, here it is. We've compiled this long and sorry record as sinners and proved that we are utterly incapable of living the glorious lives God wills for us. So that's really interesting. 
because that first scripture says that God made us in his image. He made us valuable. He made us good. He looked down on us and said we were good. But then we've got this tension because, you know, Romans 3.23 says, we've compiled a long and sorry record as sinners. We're utterly incapable of living the glorious life God wills for us. So there's that kind of paradox, that kind of tension there. But here's the punchline in John 3, 16 and 17. Who's got that scripture for me? Oh, come on. Who's got it? If you move your arm, I'm going to take that as a yes, by the way. Down the back here, have you looked it up there, Sam? Do you, want it? you can read it off here if you like. This participation thing's not working very well yet. This is how much God loved the world. He gave his son, his own and one and only son. And this is why. So that no one need be destroyed. By believing in him, anyone can have a whole and lasting life. God didn't go to all the trouble of sending his son merely to point an accusing finger, telling the world how bad it was. He came to help, to put the world right again. Awesome. So we see... A, we are made good, we are made valuable, we're made in his image. B, we keep stuffing up and we make mistakes. But then that God sent his son, his one and only son, that if we believe in him, we're made right again. So he came to help to put the world right again. We see that God created this world that was good. It was a great world. It was inherently good. But then sin entered the world and we have this sin problem. That, that you know and we keep stuffing up but then God sent his son so that we could be made right again so if if you look at that and you put those pieces together perhaps being a Christian is just about accepting what Jesus did for us on the cross and accepting that God has made us right again through his son does that make sense has anybody got anything to add to that so what I'm saying is a Christian is someone and we, sometimes we say that a Christian is someone who follows Christ. Has anyone heard that before? If I want to I interact with you today. I want to answer this question together. So if, if anybody's got anything they'd like to add, please feel free. Raise your hand and I'll see that hand. And we, we just wanna, I want to talk through this. So being a Christian is about accepting uh, what Jesus did for us on the cross. Do we all get that? Yep. Got some, a few heads nodding. It's good. So that's sort of that answers the question what is a Christian? Okay, so can I be a Christian and not go to church? There's another question in that. And the question is what is church? So let's explore that a bit. Again going into the scriptures. So what what images are conjured up when you think of the word church? Who thinks of a quaint little building with a steeple and pews and it's cold. Come on, who thought that? Yeah, we all think that. We even call it go to church. Who went to church? Who goes to church? Yeah, I go to church. We call it that. So it would follow that a lot of people would think that church is a building or it's a place. Does that make sense? Who knows where I'm going with this? Yeah, 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 you all know where I'm going. What does the Bible say? Let's have a look. So let's have a look 
um, we're going to have a look at a few examples of this concept of church. And you know, when I was, um, I was in a church before, I went to this church for about 10 years and I stopped going to that church. Um, we kind of, it was time for me to move on, I guess. They didn't want me anymore. I got kicked out. No, not true. Um, it was just time to move on. And a lot of my friends were in that position as well. And some of them started talking about not going to church anymore and just doing their faith in a different way. And I thought, oh, okay. Some people started talking about a concept called house church. Has anyone heard of house church before? Yep. Some people, you know, they decided, oh, they'd go to another church, a different church. Um, and that was fine as well. So what I did is I thought, I'm going to read about this. So I got a, an, a New Testament. It was one of those paperback ones and just had the, you know, the New Testament only, like a good news. And I got a green highlighter and I wrote in it. Oh, are you allowed to do that? I don't know. Yeah, you are. Good. I'm off the hook. So what I did is I thought, I'm going to go through all of the Gospels, so Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, and I'm going to highlight anything to do with church. And especially, I want to know what Jesus did. Because I think a good example for um, things in life is to figure out what Jesus did because he was the son of God, hey? So it makes sense. So I went through it with a highlighter because um, a lot of people said to me, you know, if you think about what Jesus did on the earth, most of it was out in the open. You know, he preached on a mountain and he did this and that and he healed the sick out in the in open. And, he, and I thought, yeah, that's true. But then I went through the, the New Testament and I found plenty of what we would call church time that Jesus did. You know, there were throwaway lines saying, then he went and preached in their temples all throughout that region. So I, I explored that a little bit. We're going to look at Luke 19 verses 47 to 48. Who's got that in the message? You got it there, Rookie? Yep. Rookie didn't let me down. Andrew, everybody, give him a clap. <laughs> Luke 19, 47 to 48. From then on, he taught each day in the temple. The high priests, religion scholars, and the leaders of the people were trying their best to find a way to get rid of him. But when the people hanging on, but with the people hanging on every word he spoke, they couldn't come up with anything. So you go. Each day in the temple. This is Jesus. He taught in the temple. So he did... He did go to church. He went to a building called a temple and he taught. What about Matthew 5 verse 1? Let's have a look at that. I just want you interacting with your Bibles today. I think it's a good thing to do. Uh, any volunteers? Matthew 5 verse 1. Paul Slater. Will he get a clap? I don't know. Yeah. Hey. Uh, yep. So Matthew 5 verse 1. When Jesus saw his ministry... Uh, drawing huge clouds, he climbed a hillside. Those who were apprenticed to him, um, the committed climbed with him. Arriving at a quiet place, he sat down and taught his climbing uh, companions. This is what he said. There we go. So we've the first scripture there, which Andrew read, read was about him being in the temple, so being in a building. But then we see him on a hillside. So he's out in the open and he's got people with him and he's, he's teaching to those guys as well. So not in a building. Uh, the last one here is Luke 10, verse 38 to 40. Who's got that one? Looking, Mark Wise, have you got it there, buddy? Good on you. Uh, 
Jake's going to use my paper. Cheater. Matthew 5, 1 to 2. Luke. Yep. Cheers. As they continued their travel, Jesus entered a village. A woman by the name of Martha welcomed him and made him feel quite at home. She had a sister, Mary, who sat before the master, hanging on every word he said. But Martha was pulled away by all she had to do in the kitchen. Later, she stepped in, interrupting them. Master, don't you care that my sister has abandoned the kitchen to me? Tell her to lend me a hand. Awesome. So here we go. We've got the Son of God. We've got Jesus. And I'm trying to figure out whether Jesus did church time. And now I'm a bit confused because I see that, yeah, he went to the temple. He went to the synagogue. He did it out in the open, up on a hill. And uh, he went to people's homes and he shared, you know, faith time or he, he preached, he teached. And I thought, well, where's the patterns here? There were two things in common for those stories. One, Jesus taught, there was teaching, there was admonition, there was the word, there was, you know, people sharing their lives. Two, there were people. Those two things, they're the only two things I could think that were the same. Because in one instance you've got a building and then you've got a mountain and then you've got a home. So is, is house, house church as, a, as a, an example, is that legitimate? Is that a type of church? I thought, well, if you've got people gathering and you've got teaching and people getting growing in their faith, well, it probably does qualify. What about if you don't have a building at all? What if, we d what if our building burnt down? Do you think Door of Hope would go on? Absolutely we would. It would probably make us stronger. Let's try it. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Had Steve Wright with me there. <laughs> it's not about the building. There's a great uh, song by Delirious called History Maker and they... They sing about it and they're singing about, oh, I want to be a history maker in this land. And then in the, the, they, show, they show this song's about, and they show the crowd, and the crowd erupt because it's all about us. Church is about people. It's about people growing in their relationship with one another and with God. So it's not a building. Let's have a look at Ephesians 1 verse 3 to 6. So you're looking that up, I know you are. And this is the concept of church as family. You liking this? Is this okay? Church as a family. So who's got that? Ephesians 1 verse 3 to 6. I'm looking, I'm looking. Anybody? Nobody's making eye contact. It's really good. It's really good. You are. <laughs> Do you want to read it or not? Don't you? You're off the hook. Anybody got it? Ben Fair, right down the back. Benjamin, what's Timothy Fair? I just made his middle name up. It's John, isn't it? Yep. Oh, you can read it off here. Ephesians, that top one. Ephesians 1, 3 to 6. How blessed is God and what a blessing he is. He's the father of our master, Jesus Christ, and takes to the high places of blessing in him. 
Long before he laid down earth's foundations, he had us in mind, had settled on us as the focus of his love, to be made whole and holy by his love. Long, long ago, he decided to adopt us into his family through Jesus Christ. What a pleasure he took in planning this. He wanted us to enter into the celebration of his lavish gift giving by the hand of his beloved son. Ben Fair. Wasn't a very big clap for you, Ben. (laughs) Okay. Isn't that interesting? So, he had us in mind, settled on us as a focus of his love to be made whole and holy by his love. He adopted us into his family through Jesus Christ. So, we see the concept of church as a family. What about Romans 12 verse 4? Anybody got that? Maybe I'll do this one. Romans 12 4, it talks about church as a body. Interesting. Verse 4. In this way we are like the various parts of a human body. Each part gets its meaning from the body as a whole, not the other way around. The body we're talking about is Christ's body of chosen people. Each of us finds our meaning and function as part of his body. Um, But as a chopped off finger or cut off toe, we wouldn't amount to much, would we? That's interesting, that concept. We're here, we're gathered together, we're a body. We're a body of believers. We're a body of Christians. We're knit together. We rely on one another. Some of us have talents. Um, You know, we saw Jess here leading us. Great singing. Elizabeth next to her. You know, a great team. Um, You know, they've got talent for that. And then we've got, you know, guys down the back on the tech team. We've got, you know, ushers. We've all got different gifts and abilities. Heard about Mad Wheels. Amazing. Imagine me running something like that. Oh, it'd be terrible. Wouldn't car wouldn't work. Here's a car. If you can get it to work, it's yours. <laughs> I couldn't. I tried. We've all got different gifts and abilities, and God put us together as a body because we can learn from one another and we can bring our strengths together. And as 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 we come together, we can be better. But interestingly, it says. But as a chopped off finger or cut off toe, we wouldn't amount to much, would we? There's something in that and there's something around this question. Can I be a Christian and not go to church? Well, that scripture's telling me that it's very difficult to, to, to be a Christian and to, to feel valued by God and to be a follower of Christ, but not to be knit into the body is not sustainable. Who would agree with that? So starting to see this concept that, well, perhaps it's not the right thing. Perhaps it would be very hard to remain a Christian and not go to church or be part of a group of believers. There's also a scripture, Ephesians 2.19, and it talks about God is building a home. Um, It says this, You are no longer wandering exiles. This kingdom of faith is now your home country. You're no longer strangers or outsiders. You belong here. With as much right to the name Christian as anyone, God is building a home. He's using us all, irrespective of how we got here and what he's building. And it says at the end of that passage, it says, all of us built into it 
a temple in which God is quite at home. So you see the concept of people coming together and God calls that his home. Just ponder that. Isn't that amazing? So many scriptures flood to mind. Where two or more are gathered, there I am in the midst of them. That's very hard to do if you're not connected to the body, if, you're not, if you don't go to church, if you don't gather with other believers. You know, um, it's a place that God calls home. Don't you think that's amazing? We're gathered here tonight and God looks down or God looks at what we're doing here and he goes, I feel at home here. God feels at home here with us. I find that, who finds that amazing? Yeah, yeah, three of us, that's great. <laughs> Just kidding with you. So if we think about this question, can I be a Christian and not go to church? I've come up with an alternative question, an alternative version. Can I be a Christian and not hang around with other Christians? That sort of clarifies the question a bit because, you know, the concept of going to church and I think historically, traditionally, we've had this concept where you can just do your church time. You go, you sit down the back, you, you know, you, 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 you give your money, you smile, you put on your good clothes and your holy smile like Dorothy's doing here. <laughs> she was just grinning at me. <laughs> and I got her. You, you put on your holy face, you do your church time. But, you know, if you change the question a little bit, can I be a Christian and not hang around with other Christians? Interesting question. A few more scriptures and then I'm going to bring this one home. Luke 10.7 says, get to know people, stay in one house, don't move around. Get to know people. Being a Christian is about, and being strong in your faith, I just snorted then, is about getting to know other people. People keep you strong. Um, Ephesians 4, 9 to 10. It's about walking on your own. One on their own is tough, but if two walk together and one falls, the other can, can pick them up. A great scripture there. Proverbs 27 says, As steel sharpens steel, so a friend sharpens the countenance of his friend. Yeah, this concept of hanging out with other Christians, if you want to grow in your faith, Hanging out with other Christians, I think, is, is, is mandatory. That's the conclusion I come to. That, that it's, you know, it would be very hard to live a sustainable Christian life in isolation. Going back to that concept of a finger, a thumb cut off from the body or a hand cut off from the body. It just, you know, you imagine if I cut off my thumb right now. Actually, we've got a bit of, no, we haven't. If I cut my thumb off, guess what? Well, if I got it into ice, <laughs> a Ziploc bag, and I rushed to the hospital, there's a fair chance these days they could put it back on, right? But if I left that thumb for a day and thought, oh, I better get to that, <laughs> it's probably not meant to be like that, and I sort of left it there for a week, I think my chances are pretty slim. You know, we weren't meant to live in isolation. That being said, God is a much better surgeon than our doctors, they're pretty good, but God can do miracles. So if you've been out of church for a long time, God it can, do, can do amazing things and he can knit you back into the church. It's no problem for God at all. But, but, you know, I'm coming to the conclusion that we really do, it really would be hard for um, 
to be a Christian and not to hang out with other Christians. I've got a couple more questions that, that came to me when I was thinking about this topic. Here's a question for the church. Why are people asking this question? Why? Why would people ask this? Can I be a Christian and not go to church? That's a challenge for the church of today. Why would people ask that? Wouldn't you think that if, if we're meant to be um, good to be around and we encourage one another and we're doing church the way it's meant to be done and we, we're, you know, I'm here with Andrew and we, we joke around and we encourage each other and, you know, I go to Paul's place every now and then and we record stuff and we, it's great fun and we muck around and, you know, we, we share our share time together. Shouldn't church be a place that people want to go to? Some of those scriptures, when Jesus climbed the, the hillside, he climbed the hillside because he saw the crowds that were gathering. He was running out of room. He was running out of room. Why do we need, why are people asking this question? Um, I think it's amazing the story of Mad Wheels, 110 cars given away. That's amazing, John. That's amazing. You know what's amazing about it? At the end of those cars, there was a person or a family. They were blessed by those cars. But who cares about a car? We don't really care about cars. Oh, Mad Wheels probably do. We don't care about cars. We care about people. At the end of that car, there was a person, and that car meant something to them. We're about to give out 100 quality hampers. going to be nice people are going to have a nice christmas because of that but at the end of that hamper there's a person wouldn't it be great if people didn't have to ask this question they thought i'm a christian and i love going to church and the thought of not going to church doesn't even enter our culture or our thinking or our minds you know as a as a church if people are still asking this question we should be asking ourselves a question why why is that so let's be challenged by that tonight if you've been part of church if you're part of church here tonight let that be a challenge to you tonight that we could be the type of church that people just love coming to i've got some more scriptures on this one and i'm going to end there john 13 verse 35 please look this one up it's a good one let me give you a new command love one another in the same way i loved you you love one another this is how everyone will recognize that you are my disciples when they see the love you have for each other wouldn't it be good the concept of going to church instead of us seeing a little building with a, a whatever it is a cross on it or a little steeple the concept of going to church was about love you know, that's why I go to this church. I started coming to this church about 11 years ago and I'd been to other churches and some of them might have been a little bit more lively or a little bit this or a little bit that. But when I heard people singing and I sat next to a guy and it was amazing. It might have even been, no, probably not anyone here, but, um, you know, you turn to your partner and, and he said, oh, this is my first week here. How long have you been coming? He goes, 86 years. 
I thought, wow, that's amazing. He must really like this place. <laughs> you know, for someone to stick around that long, who's been here more than 50 years? Anybody? You haven't? You're only 10. <laughs> Colin, have you been here? How long have you been here? They're thinking decades, but more than 10 years. So it's 50 years. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> That's amazing. 50 years. We must have done something right. <laughs> you don't hang around a place if it's, you know, 50 years. So in finishing, the question, can I be a Christian and not go to church? The answer is, well, why would you? Why would you want to? And... You know, the challenge of being a place that people want to want to go to and a people that a person that somebody wants to be around. I think that's the, the real question here tonight. So in finishing, can I be a Christian and not go to church? Well, I think it'd be very hard. And um, I would hope that nobody here asks that question. And if you are thinking that question, come and talk to one of us. We would love to hear how we can get better, get better at life. We're not perfect. We do things wrong sometimes. We don't always get it right. Romans 3.23 applies to us too. But we would, we would love to share our lives with you and, you know, understand how we can better serve you. Amen? Awesome. Tommy.